This is Transmission, a bilingual digital marketing podcast presented by Alphaco Marketing and Media. Hello, and welcome to Transmission, an Alphaco Marketing and Media podcast. I am so excited to be joined again by my esteemed colleague, Juan Pablo Osorio. Uh, I think some of you may have missed him last time. Um, it is always a miss when Juan Pablo can't make the pod. I know even more so for our audience members than, than for myself. So, so excited to welcome you back, Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo, how have you been? Been so good. Uh, thank you so much. I missed you as well. But I was a little busy having a baby, uh, which has been a big blessing, uh, turning the year. It's my fourth one. I'm becoming official dad. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I, I I let the audience know last time that you were, you were out um, having having your, your fourth child and third daughter, which is crazy. Third daughter since I've known you, um, which is crazy for me. So I'm sure it just must be an absolute thrill ride for you. But we're really excited to have you back. It was it was a stretch doing one alone. I have to you have to do a lot of talking, bud. So thank you so much. Good to go. No, glad to be back. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year, um, which is a great segue to to talk a little bit more about the holidays and some of the other things that have been been going on. I know you just had a had a baby daughter and then right around the holiday season, were you all able to do anything fun or have some extra family time because of that? Yes, it's been a lot of, you know, like nest nesting time and bonding with the kids. Uh, but I've been taking the kids to like the local indoor playgrounds, the jumpy house and stuff like that. Oh, fun. Staying out of the cold, but... Uh, staying active and it's been really it's really fun um, very cool yes yeah, from from little marine to to leading babies <laughs> they're good. you're like didn't they make a movie about you it didn't it's called like the pacifier or something with, with vin diesel it used to be used to be a marine out there and and now you're back on the the family battlefield yeah something like that yes, yes. Sir. who who said diapers don't blow up <laughs> they do Yes. <laughs> um, very cool, man. Well, I, I'm excited today because we're going to talk about something that honestly I'm, I'm less familiar with, which is always exciting to me because I, I love the opportunity to kind of pick your brain and, and learn more about your expertise. And hopefully the audience feels the same and we can all walk away learning some new stuff. Without burying the lead any further, we're going to talk today about public relations. So this is something that you have a fair amount of experience with, Juan Pablo. Why don't you first start out kind of defining public relations? What is it? What does it mean? to you and just kind of tell me a little bit about that yes sir so uh, public relations this has been something that i've heavy interest in and i always wonder when i was in a business school and marketing why they talked about pr but why the pr students were in a whole different college at the liberal arts college and uh, that got me into building relationships with like walking over to that main campus and building relationships. What are you What what are you getting taught here that I'm not over there at the business school of my marketing courses? And that has led to a very amazing conversations and actually expanding and connecting. So uh, PR, public relations, what is it? And I would say that it's a, um, a way to engage with the community that you've built. This is in... A, Current medium, sometimes they call it earned media because, well, successful PR means that your audience starts speaking for you. So 
I have a lot of questions based on what you just said. One, in episode nine, our last episode, I was talking a lot about how for our holiday decorations, we actually put up a bench of of Coca-Cola. They didn't ask us to, they didn't pay us for that. That was just part of like Coca-Cola is is the holidays. So that's actually earned media, great PR over many years on behalf of Coca-Cola. Is that like a good kind of representation of what you mean? Yes, exactly. You know, it's interrelated. We have talked about brand before. We have talked about marketing. Now we talk about PR and we, we want to like let business owners know and, and industry professionals like what the difference between them are, but also how they work together. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Um, another question I have, and, and maybe this is like a bit off topic here, but PR was in a different school from the business school? Yes, it's at the uh, College of Liberal Arts. Okay. That's really interesting to me. Communications and PR is over there. So I guess... And I, I'm I'm asking the question because I think that it's important to draw some distinctions and like, why do you think PR is not just business? Why is PR liberal arts? Like what about PR makes it distinct from, you know, some of the other things we've talked about? So distinct, in fact, that it might be in an entirely different field of study. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to say my perspective and kind of like my, how it has made me feel. But I uh, think that uh, in PR, uh, the craft of communication, it's a, it has a bigger weight. It's more of a craft and an art. And also with PR, you cannot uh, always, it's almost impossible to say how much dollars you have earned by Graham's bench being out with the Coca-Cola bench. Like the, the PR team cannot put uh, tell the, the executive team, this is how much money, how much new business was brought by Graham's bench because of our PR. So it's not quantifiable at the same way that marketing and advertising is expected to be. So in, in, in my conversations that I've had with industry professionals, it's that marketing and advertising, and the, the whole marketing part of things, you have to have a... a, a almost a direct relations with return of investment, like your, your ROI has to be present and almost like is, is driven by that, which you can be accounted and you can be managed. So it, it connects well within the business school while advertising and I mean, uh, public relations, it's more something that um, cannot be quantifiable the same way, but has a huge impact on culture and society when you do it the right way. Uh, Tesla, Apple, Nike, Adidas, um, anything that has hit the cultural folklore, uh, I can say that it is, even though the PR teams that created those campaigns cannot quantify the impact in dollars, you can clearly see it in, 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 the, in the society, the communities. Yeah. Would it be like safe or right to say then that PR versus marketing, which is, I know, something that we're going to talk about here probably in more depth soon. But like when when thinking specifically about PR, the goal just may be slightly different, where with marketing, the goal is like we want to spend X, Y, Z dollars to receive X, Y, Z return, whereas PR is maybe not even dollars, but but time or energy or effort. And the return is not necessarily in dollars either, but is maybe more of like, uh, you know, like goodwill almost. Yes. Uh, okay. You know, I wanted to, I was thinking before the podcast, I was thinking of a great example and I, I, I came to me. So here it is. 
we're watching TV, me and you watching TV together. We're going to watch, let's say, a sport. In that process of watching the sport, let's, we see a commercial. And the commercial is playing as uh, this product and service. They're telling us how amazing the product and service is. They paid for that time. They know how many people are watching. And they probably have a way to uh, itemize or quantify the the return of investment that commercial had while we were watching the, the sport. But then... In the middle of the of the game, the the broadcaster turns their microphone to a local celebrity and interviews them in the middle of the field and announces their new project. Right? Uh, this uh, the difference is that uh, while marketing, we have to pay for that thirty second. This is specific value to how much the thirty seconds, and we have control over it. The, the celebrity that's promoting his new album had to have a PR person to contact said uh, newscast, sell the idea, this is my, my client who has a great project that's going to impact the community, we should interview him, and that has been earned, so the PR professional gets paid not on how much time the artist had on live air, but just the fact that he was able to get him that, that service, so PR... It's like uh, at the, the commercial is the marketing and the person being interviewed in the newscast or during getting like live air time during a show, that is more of PR. Okay, got it. I mean, the first thing I'm hearing here is that the, the boundaries between these things in marketing are not necessarily straight or even well-defined lines, that there is quite a bit of blur across everything um, and that PR can be, you know, if not exactly marketing, can certainly look a lot and feel a lot like marketing or like advertising and vice versa. And another thing I'm thinking as we say this is like those lines are becoming even more blurred as we get into the digital world where you have things like influencer marketing and you have things like paid guest posts um, or affiliate links where is an affiliate link marketing or PR? Um, okay, interesting, interesting. Not to put you on the spot, we didn't talk about this in advance, but an affiliate link, would you call that marketing or PR? Uh, I think the affiliate link, if the if the person is getting paid for the click, that means the company's paying, that would be more considered marketing. But if you have a, a person who's genuinely just sharing the product because they love it, because they say that it's better than all the competitors and they use it in the everyday life, and there is no, um, like, did, I'm not getting paid for this, you know, when they say that, I'm not, I'm not getting paid for this. That is uh, a good use of PR. Got it. Okay. I'll, I'll kind of, I'm going to frame this in something that is easier for me to understand because I'm in this all the day. But like, we would say what we do with SEO is a little bit more marketing. What we do with review management is more PR. Like asking people for reviews and to speak positively of you, but not necessarily knowing if that's going to turn into anything, but, but thinking it will is PR. Whereas saying, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna invest XYZ into an SEO push, but from that we expect to receive, you know, five new clients a month, that's more marketing. I, I would say that's a good lines that define it. Although I do have some cases where SEO can be PR and it can be very powerful, which we can uh, get into uh, uh, here or in a little bit, but I have some things to unpack there. I, you know, I know that we want to talk about that before we, we move. Do you have anything else to add about just what what PR is or the differences between PR and marketing? If not, we can 
we can keep going. Yeah, I would say that uh, uh, another thing that I want to uh, add is if you want to have PR implemented in your business, do look for a PR agency or a PR professional. Those professionals are more uh, trained and live in the world, their network. It's news people, the communication. See, the communications majors go into the news and who is their buddies? The PR, who they went to school together. Got it. They okay. know Got each it. other, right? You have you choose. You go work for the news or you go work for the paper, but you all work together. Well, the marketing guy, uh, it's like, you know, advertising, the billboards, uh, uh, putting your name out there. The, the, we have branding as well. So we start separating the professions, like a branding professional, a marketing, and now specifically PR. Like if you were looking to implement PR, do lo look for the kids or the professionals who... Uh, live in this world and they usually have great networks within uh, newspapers uh, like TV news and even nowadays uh, popular bloggers and influencers got it okay that makes a lot of sense so yeah let's let's bring this back to to AlphaCo and a little bit more of what we do what are some strategies in particular some digital strategies that we can we can really leverage to to improve our PR to maybe even start our first PR push like to, you know talk a little bit about that yeah okay so this is an amazing um, connection between SEO and the power of PR and this is the case so there's three tiers of backlinks we know we've talked about backlinks in the past to explain to the audience that don't does not know what backlinks are in the in the SEO strategy a backlink is a website that's that is pointing a link to yours right yep that was um episode six where you can find this information sorry keep going Juan pablo there's three tiers of links there's the black hat that are like spam they're like regular uh, uh s uh, backlinks which are like review management sites and people posting about you on social media and maybe like the blogs that we create for our clients but the highest tier of backlink is imagine the New York Times mentioning AlphaCo or your company in today's article, right? So, or the Houston Chronicle, Digital Edition, the Houston Business Journal, or imagine that 10 different newspapers and digital publications pick up a story that you're involved with. And, you know, they're talking about uh, Graham and Juan Pablo and how they're part of AlphaCo marketing and they actually hyperlink it on the article, on the New York Times. This has huge, huge weight. In SEO, your ranking will boost up as if like Justin Bieber just befriended you on social media and tagged you. Now, when you wake up, you're like, what's going on with my inbox? Why is everybody befriending me? So to get this done successfully, you have to mix PR with SEO, because if you have the right PR team, pitch the right stories to the news publications, and they're able to pick it up. And there's websites like Haro, we talked about it before, help a reporter out, where you can talk to reporters and become thought leader. But let's say your PR agent or us, we find out a great pitch that news publications want to pick up. Then in turn, to start publishing and giving us backlinks, it would boost our SEO in ways that on like it's like changing the engine to a car from a V4 to a V12, right? So, in the power of SEO, like you can 
create ha uh, part of it is generating content the other part is backlinks one sure way to boost your backlinks in ways that probably uh, hijack or, or three years of publishing blogs can be done in one article from a higher publication but it's it's not easy to get featured in the new york times you have to have the right person pitching the right story to the right people you know, oftentimes when I'm talking with with prospects or clients, I'll I'll describe backlinks or SEO kind of like the high school yearbook. And I'm sure I've, I've used this metaphor before on the pod, but like the idea is the more friends you have and the more popular your friends are, the more popular you're going to be, um, which means you're more likely to end up in the high school yearbook. And what you're kind of describing here is something something similar where. If you can do like something, we'll call it PR, that makes you more likable and therefore a very popular person wants to write about you or tell a story about you or engage with you in your online community, your SEO results are going to go up as well. And so actually SEO and PR are, are pretty interconnected where the more public relations you're engaging in, the better your SEO is going to be, that they're not mutually exclusive. They're actually quite intertwined. Yes, especially when you have a team that will keep those, those publications accountable. Like our team at AlphaCo, we will reach out to the webmaster and say, can you please hyperlink? You mentioned this in this article. Can you put a hyperlink and we'll set it up as easy for them. And that's part of the PR or the SEO, that bridge is, okay, we got published. Did we get hyperlinked? We must get hyperlinked, get the backlink. And and if the way Google works, the algorithm, if people start going that day to the website and they hang out on the website, then Google will start, like, just start serving that, increase their ranking and uh, start serving that website a lot more. And it's, it's very easy for me to see how the more your website is served, the more popular you are online, the more you'll be approached for, the easier it will be to find and uncover PR opportunities. And so they are very, I gotcha. Okay, cool. Very interesting. That's awesome. What else do we want to talk about as, uh, you know, the kind of interconnectivity between SEO and PR? Are there other elements here that I that are... What, one more, and this kind of will go into the tactics of it, but uh, news releases. So one thing is to be publishing your blogs, but a few times a year, at least four times or twice a year, you should grab one of your stories, one of your blogs, uh, one of the things you're involved with in the company, whether it's community service or whatever, and turn it into a... Uh, a PR, like an, a news release, a press release. The other PR. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's a connection. Uh, and if you have a, a blog that's captivating enough or you're doing something in the community that's captivating enough, it costs about $500 and up to publish a press release just for the publishing. Of course, there's fees for writing it and putting the right story together and the content. But um, you can get picked up a couple of t a, a few times a year over a period of five years you can really build up uh, online reputation and brand your pr can have a process that you go through the year and then it all connects to your marketing which will be able on marketing you can see like you can see your growth to growth year to year and you'll be able to see like those years that you plan through pr can pay off on the long run if, if you put everything uh, like in a symphony working together. Yeah, I mean, I know not to get too inside baseball here, but we have a, a future pod planned about the overall marketing ecosystem and how it all fits together. And so it's really cool to hear just in talking about PR, how 
PR being public relations, not press releases, but how public relations can be relying on other parts of the marketing mix and vice versa and how they all actually play together. Because I do think that's important. And I do think that that's, you know, going out and doing good things in the pu- in public is, is great PR. But if you don't have some sort of end goal there, what, what happened? There's a, a saying that I heard and I can't attribute it correctly that I really like, which is say what you're going to do, do it and then say you did it. And that to me is like a really great version of, of good PR. It's like, hey, we're gonna go and we're gonna help people out here, help those people, and then you do still have to talk about how you help those people in order for it to all work and come together. You know how one of the rules of uh, presentation is that somebody else should present you, like you shouldn't be introducing yourself. Just that thing alone will make you like more captivating. Having a PR professional saying, I represent this company. They're really amazing. The guys are, they do an impact in the community, can really speak a lot more volume than you're trying to do it yourself. What I'm hearing is I need to, we need to get a third party in here to introduce me before the pod. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, yeah, we can get a producer. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. Um, Okay, this is something that I, I, I am throwing you another curveball here. I apologize. Um, But Something that I've heard a lot, like good and bad PR. Is there bad PR? What it like? You know, I I think I feel like I've heard this for years. There's no such thing as bad PR. I feel like that's not true though. Um, and again, I'm surprising you with this. So just kind of give me your thoughts. Like, I, can you have bad PR? Is it all good? Like, what is you know? Like, what is that? Like I said, uh, PR is a very crafty uh, and artistic uh, profession. So depending on the industry, it might be good to have bad PR. Uh, but like, imagine about influencers and getting to be known and Kim Kardashian and so many other examples, Paris Hilton. And it's like, you know, they built brands in Hollywood on that, but other industries might not be the same way. They might not react, the, the audience, the target audience might not react the same way. So I would say like, depending on the industry, uh, that, that term or that idiom may become true, uh, but it's not always the case. Yeah. I, I think of things like the first example that comes to mind is like boxing and like the the worst news for a boxer, somehow the more popular the boxer tends to become. Or another example from, you know, my kind of interest set is like, I'll, I'll use Spotify as an example. Spotify recently went through a round of layoffs, which is on the face of it, really bad news their stock price went up. And so, you know, like it's interesting how bad news can be good news. Um, sometimes news is news. Yes, you know, there's actually a website that we use in the uh, in communications and PR that um, would tell you how many mentions you have on the media. Oh, interesting, okay. You know, we use this uh, in, the, in the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce as well to track uh, when we put out things that PR and news and articles, how many publications picked it up, how many people read it, and you can quantify some of this. But uh, yes, there's nowadays, because of the digital era, you can kind of see how many people read an article, how many times it was reshared, how many times it was commented, liked, and kind of see if like your bad news really had, like, okay, nobody's searching you, and all of a sudden, everybody knows you, uh, like, like, and- like Andrew Tate or something like that, you know? This is a different podcast, but I think what we're kind of speaking to is this idea that on social media specifically, like aggravating or, or news that makes you mad is more likely to get shared and picked up than things that make you happy. And I, that's a kind of an interesting version of this, yeah. I think that for, for me, I have not analyzed it as very craft, 
helpful PR professionals out there that are unspoken of. We just know the controversy and their client, but we don't know who is behind setting up, pitching these stories, coming up with these ideas. You know, I think like Trump, Trump was a genius at it from my, in my perspective, not to, you know, go too much into the, into that topic, but he was really good. I think he got a lot of training in New York at having the local publications mention his name, whether he was involved in a event or whatever. And eventually some people become really good at calling the local person that answers to the editor and being, I have the right story for sure. you. Sure, interesting. And you know, I think like the flip side of example of that, that I has been in the news lately and that I've, I've heard others, other smart people in the industry kind of talk about is, I think it's Linda Yaccarino, the new CEO of Twitter, how she was really, really, really well thought of when she was at NBC. At NBC, everybody loved her. She had great PR. She had a great PR team behind her. And now she's a Twitter and she doesn't have that same PR team. And now suddenly everybody's like, what's going on with this? What's happening? Uh, this is not who we thought you were at NBC. And that is, you know, on a big scale, the what a good PR team can do for you and how they're communicating your image to the world. Yes, yes. Sometimes they get mentioned as the publicist, but all these people, their job is just to get you mentioned. Yes. And sometimes it's like getting interviews and sometimes it's uh, a gimmick that's going to have the news talking about you. Sure. Like starting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the, the next thing that we want to talk about, we always want to talk about this is, is how do we incorporate a multicultural audience into, into our public relations? You know, we are, we are a multicultural company. We are a, a bilingual digital marketing agency. Um, this is something that we think a lot about. So how do we, how do we serve two audiences when we do stuff like this? How do we really tap into, to maybe that second core audience that we're really passionate about or that is our niche? Yes, of course. And this is, uh, of course, a passionate subject to me. First and foremost, it's the Hispanic audience, your target audience, or part of your uh, avatars or part of your segments that you uh, consider in your business. If it is, if you business is in a community that serves the Hispanic markets, then definitely you should consider uh, PR and uh, how to do this. Well, some simple ways, tactics that we have mentioned already and that we can double up on. It's those blogs, those news press releases that we put out. We want to uh, do the same thing in, in, in Spanish uh, on the SEO strategy. If we have a, a, like a, a national news publication pick our pastori it would be if, if we can do that in spanish translating and appeal to that as well but sometimes that might not be enough sometimes you might have to go get involved in the community serve the community i have an example locally uh, i work with the gentleman Carlos jose monterosa hope to invite him to the podcast and uh, he he represents he works with the chamber on the east houston east downtown that's a neighborhood called Edo, East Downtown Houston. And they have a historic Hispanic population from like almost 100 years. And they have a yearly festival. And there is a, the locals come out and set up shop and there's dances and it's celebrating the local culture that has a Hispanic population in it. 
part of this is the music, the food. So uh, what uh, Jose has been able to do that I've seen him and I want to ask him more about how he's able to accomplish this. You will see him speaking in English at the local news station, like like News to Houston, promoting the 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 event in English. But then you will see him the same day at Telemundo in Spanish, promoting the same event for the community to come out and what this means and the historic impact of the community. So I think that is an example of how you can leverage the uh, uh, the communications news publications that are uh, like uh, blogs or printed if you have the right story like an event that serves both communities or a product that serves both communities you should definitely have some people in your team that are bilingual and that can approach the source that both communities consume for the hispanics in houston is telemundo uh, 45 and for the local houstonians it's like the 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 local channels, the, the news channels. What, I, what I'm hearing is that like the best way, no matter who your audience is, whether you have multiple audiences or a multicultural audience or whatever the case may be, you know, public relations, it's kind of in the word relations. You need to be a part of that community. And if you're a part of that community, it's going to be a whole lot easier to understand where they get their information, who are who are the champions in that community? You know, we've we work really closely with the Houston Hispanic community, and I know you've done a great job of cultivating different. Gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? A great network um, within that that community. But just you know, visiting and 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 being there with you, you can see, oh, Jose's here, and that's somebody that a lot of people really look up to, or Dr. Murillo's there, and that's somebody that a lot of people really look up to, and by you know being a part of that community, you're kind of getting some public relations just by being there by by uh, you know giving back to that community they'll see that and, and give back to you is kind of what i'm hearing yes sir yes you know it leads me to i want to tell you a story that a pr professional told me he had a client who wanted to get on the new york times and he's like of course it's out of my reach i, I can help you with like local news and stuff but to get in the new york times i, I have to call a buddy of mine uh, that's been in the industry 30 plus years so they call him and the gentleman says yeah i can put you in the new york times all i need is 30 minutes and thirty thousand dollars and the guy said well how much it's ridiculous thirty thousand and you can do this in 30 minutes he said it's not the 30 minutes that takes me to make the phone call and make this happen but it's the 30 years of relationship building to have this phone number that i can call and make this happen that's what you're paying for. That makes sense. Yeah, I gotcha. All right. Before we move on to our last topic here, anything else you want to say about, you know, multicultural, bilingual public relations or anything else we've we've talked about at all this far? I think the main thing is to, uh, I want to remind all of us, maybe myself, that our companies do have purposes and missions. And if we live up to them, then we serve our communities by fulfilling those missions. And if we are serving our community, then it's not really about boasting. Like our intention is should be sincere and pure to create impact. And by doing that, uh, we will create opportunities for PR. But do get involved. It's me, an invitation for me and everybody else. Get involved with your community, whether you're getting PR or not. And in that process, opportunities will come. If you do hire a professional, of course, you will make more of those opportunities. But uh, I, was, I think the sincerity of just 
creating impact, whether you believe in cleaning your community or uh, cleaning the streets or cleaning the beach or serving uh, kids, youth, students, whatever the, the case is, do it uh, with sincerity and opportunities will come. And eventually, if you do hire a publicist, uh, you will see that it's, it's a natural thing. You already been doing, you've been serving the community. Those stories will just be highlighting what you've been working on and not coming from an opportunistic uh, perspective. Like, I'm going to go serve some food and bring the camera crews. Um, I guess to summarize is be sincere in your missions and values. And then that will lead to other opportunities to tell stories about your impact. So service for service's sake. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, got it. Okay. You know, to wrap up this kind of the whole subject here before we move on and, and close out the pod, any last tips or tricks or anything you want to share? Like maybe we've already gone over it all, which is totally fine. But any any last tips, like anything along those lines that you'd tell, uh, you know, our fellow small business owners? I would say two things that could go a long way that I've implemented myself and in high value. One is if you already have articles that have been published about you, some businesses have this, they've actually been on the news, they've been interviewed, go back, make sure that you have your backlink. If you don't, go back and have the backlink. You know, it's never too late, especially if it's a good, uh, a really good article that was written about you or a blog right that, that that's work that's already been done you just got to contact the, the the hint is contact the webmaster for the company email them and they're usually uh, pretty responsive tip number two as you build your business build relationship with people who write stories about your industry whether it's a local news guy there's actually a website that allow you to see people who they call them it beats is like themes that uh, news people write about and find out your relationship with writers, editors, publications, or departments within publications that write about your industry and that is within your beats. Those relationships can lead to amazing PR opportunities. All right. Well, with that, we always end this podcast talking a little bit about any pop culture you're engaging with. How does it relate to, to marketing or, or public relations? For me, I've been so awash in, in the holiday season that it's hard for me to even even kind of get out of there. What I would say is is really interesting to to me and what I've kind of been thinking about is the I went to a New Year's Eve party and and again, I don't know how to totally relate this back to marketing other than just that I think it's a really interesting piece of like city brand building. We celebrate the ball dropping at 11, which is not New Year's. And I guess it's because it's New York and it's the first New Year's in, in the US. But I've always thought that was a really interesting trick that the East Coast managed to pull where their New Year's Eve is everybody's New Year's Eve. And that's something, and it's pretty ubiquitous, right? Like, are you gonna watch the ball drop is what people ask you about about New Year's. Not are you gonna see midnight, it's are you gonna see the ball drop? Well, the ball drops at 11. You know, that, that, was, that was early in the New Year's Eve party. I Well, it's kind of late in the New Year's Eve party, but an hour before New Year's. And that to me is like, I think it, I don't know if that's PR though, kind of, that's the power of the news. It's the power of the media. It's the power of being on TV. You know, nobody celebrates Los Angeles's midnight. Everybody celebrates New York's midnight because they have the ball that drops. They have Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve. And all of that is New York. And it's really, really fascinating to me how over time 
they've kind of built up this image as I don't know, the place where New Year's Eve happens somehow, even though it happens everywhere in the world. And that's really something I've been thinking a lot about. And I don't have a great answer there other than to say it's a it's a neat trick. What about you, Juan Pablo? Man, you know, I have uh, friends and people I know all over the world. So I started seeing like my cousin, she's in Australia and she was like, Happy New Year's. And it's like 2 p.m. here. Yeah, yeah. It's still 2023. We still got like half a day left. And I started seeing, and it was interesting for me to see like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm saying Happy New Year's to people based on where they're at. My aunt is in Spain. I have people in the Middle East, in Europe, in South America. So it was interesting to just kind of like a, a, whole, a whole day of New Year's, at least in my perspective. And Depends on, depending on where you're at that year, it's where you'll catch that that day, you know. And to bring this, you know, full circle, there's differences between your communities. Local communities, um, niching down matters. Um, it can be simple, something as simple as we celebrate New Year's at a different time. But those differences are important and they add up and they make the difference between a successful campaign and an unsuccessful one. I think that paying attention to that stuff really matters. Juan Pablo, I appreciate it. Before we before we sign off, any last words? Man, just one thing that I um, one thing that's happening in just in you know, celebrations all over the world is that they're using drones instead of uh, fireworks. And I've really been yes, enjoying seen this. seeing the drone shows uh, live and on YouTube. They're cool. I saw my first drone show at a concert like six months ago. And they're crazy, man. They're really cool. So I would say to sign out, just imagine us with our Alpha Core drone show above us and uh, uh, stepping into the new year. Thank you so much for listening and being here with us. We look forward to our growth in 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, please like and subscribe on Apple or Spotify. You can find us on social media or visit our website, alphacomarketing.com. This has been Graham and Juan Pablo in Transmission.